We now have Monique Steele on the show with the Rural News. Kia ora, Monique. We heard a little bit about this in business, but PGG Wrightson's profits have taken a hit. Yes, well, as you may have heard, yes, in the business news there, rural services provider PGG Wrightson's annual profit has dropped by nearly a third, with high debt and weaker real estate impacting returns. Its annual profit fell to $17.5 million in the year to June 30th. The company's agency division, which covers livestock, wool and real estate, had steady sales, but operating earnings fell 6% due to bad weather, weak sheep prices and slower Chinese demand for some commodities. But its retail and business water business, which includes rural supplies, servicing and installation of irrigation, had a record year with a 3% rise in sales. Chief Executive Stephen Guerin says the mood of the farmers has been pretty low, but he's optimistic they will adapt to the conditions. The cost, from a regulatory perspective, they are concerned about the rising costs, their input costs, the interest rates and the cost of their commodities and products that they buy from us. And they are concerned about the return that they're getting for the quality produce that they get. Um, and you know, those are all, there's three negative sentiments. But they love agriculture, they're agricultural to their core, and they're committed to the long term as far as their businesses are concerned. Stephen Guerin expects some customers, particularly dairy and sheep farmers, will operate at a loss this year and they will slash spending on non-essentials. Particularly the dairy sector and probably the sheep sector I would suggest as well, although the dairy sector is, is, has much more transparency around its pricing you know, and returns to book suppliers as opposed to the sheep sector. We see the sheep numbers of course because we, we have access to that data that's coming through our sale yards etc. But yeah, I would suggest those two sectors are under some real pressure at the moment. That's PGG Wrightson Chief Executive Stephen Guerin. Heading east from mainland New Zealand, and it's been a tough start to the lambing season for Chatham Island farmers. Many are grappling with wet weather, a feed shortage and a backlog of stock to come off the island for the mainland. Farmer Robert Holmes, who farms 450 ewes and 50 cows, says there was only one dry day in July. Very wet. Absolutely saturated. Yeah. And it's just been wet, 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 just the same as most parts of New Zealand. But being an island, it's it's, um, it's a bit different because we can't just trade stock whenever we want to. The boat which carries stock off the island was out of action for four months while it was in New Zealand for repairs. But it's now back in action and has just done its first shipment to Timaru. Robert Holmes says there's been a huge backlog of stock ready to go. A, there's no feed, B, there's no income. We haven't had any income for um, four months. We had no boat for four months. It's hard to get space, yeah. Hopefully we've got some at the end of the month, but if they don't hurry up, um, they're going to cut their teeth, so they're worth nothing, virtually. This year more so than other years, because the price of lamb has come way back. He estimates around 20,000 lambs will need to be shipped to New Zealand, but the boat can only carry about 2,000, averaging a trip a week, so it will be a while before farmers see any relief. The new Te Pūreke Firearms Safety Authority is calling on rural communities to play their part in fronting up on where legal guns are being held across the country. 5,000 licensed firearm holders have registered 20,000 guns on the new Digital Firearms Registry, which was started nearly two months ago. That's only 2% of the country's estimated 1 million-plus guns.
Acting Executive Director of the Authority, Superintendent Richard Wilson, says the registry aims to bring more transparency around where guns are in the community. A considerable amount of our firearms licence holders come from rural communities. So we're working really hard with the likes of federated farmers and they've been fantastic and we really appreciate their support. The registry is all about making our communities safer. It's, it's equally about stemming the flow of firearms to the hands of criminals, gangs and even terrorists. So some New Zealanders might be surprised that we really have had no complete picture of where firearms are in our community to date, which is why obviously the registers are, you know, have been put into place. Richard Wilson says licensed firearm holders have five years to sign them up and most will want to do the right thing. Within sort of the five years, obviously, there's an obligation for everyone to get registered, all of our firearm community. But we do know that criminals are not going to register their guns, and that's absolutely right. But through the establishment of this registry, it's going to make it a lot easier for us to target the illegal practices that, such as diversion that see firearms getting into the hands of criminals. So for our firearms community out there, this is about them helping us. And so they're very much a part of the solution and not part of the problem. Because what by them registering their firearms is really going to help us to expose the criminals who are leveraging through our system. He says licences could be revoked or criminal charges laid if holders do not follow their obligations. Mr Wilson assures licence holders the security of the register's information is extremely high after two human error privacy breaches by email. The registry is one of the final firearm reforms following the March 15 terror attack in Christchurch. Efforts to promote New Zealand's venison in the United States are starting to pay off. Dare Industry New Zealand marketing manager Reese Griffiths says there are positive signals with venison export values on the rise. He says in the year to June, venison prices were up by 16% to $224 million. He says it's still early days on the road to recovery, with global economies still struggling, but moves to reduce reliance on Europe are paying off. So US increased to 72 million, up from 62 the previous year, uh, followed by China, uh, and then and then interestingly Germany. So um, Germany still increased, but um, but is is our kind of third biggest market according to uh, statistics, New Zealand, and it's certainly better than where we've been uh, previously. Um, but we've still got uh, a bit of a bit of a way to go. Um, you know, if we kind of have a look at that U.S. market leading the charge, uh, it's an exciting market to be in, um, retail market. So certainly the companies, when we speak with them, they're, they're pretty excited by the plans that they have in place around that North American retail. In the past couple of years, prices dairy, dairy farmers have been receiving for their meat have been well off the levels needed to be profitable. Employment and population growth are continuing to support the economy, but there are warnings of potential headwinds from the primary sector. Economic Consultants Infometrics Quarterly Economic Monitor shows a 1.4% per annum increase in provisional economic activity in the June quarter. CEO Brad Olson says some parts of the country saw solid growth, but others are still feeling the effects of severe weather over the first half of this year. Mr Olsen says dairy prices, down 20% year-on-year, are a big headwind for the regions, as are forestry prices, which are at their lowest since 1986 when adjusted for inflation. And lastly, maize and sweet corn farmers are being warned that early monitoring will be key to limiting the spread of the crop-devastating full armyworm this season. 
There are fears a second mild winter in a row could see a big increase in the full armyworm populations this spring. First discovered here in March last year, the pest could cause millions of dollars worth of damage, particularly to sweet corn, maize and asparagus crops. The Foundation for Arable Researchers, Ivan Laurie, says the pests haven't been knocked back as hoped, so it's vital farmers walk their paddocks early on. And that's why there is no substitute for very early detection and monitoring when those crops uh, are established and, and just coming through the ground. Um, There are um, options for controlling the insects, but it's really, really effective done at an early stage. Meanwhile, Ivan Laurie says home gardeners reporting vegetable crops being wiped out overnight are likely being hit by the active tropical armyworm instead of the full armyworm. He says the foundation is happy to help identify the pests if people send in large glossy photos of the caterpillars or moths. And that's the rural news for today. Koyara, o te tai whenua.